Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, awesome. All right. Thank you very much, listeners, for joining me today. Uh, we got an amazing and special guest with us today. We have Michael Greenberg joining us. He is a Canadian, a wonderful person, and he's a mystic and metaphysician on the path of realization, self-realization, enlightenment, whatever you wish to call it. I'm going to drop this ridiculous uh, Mr. Woo Woo uh, intro here, and then we'll, we'll get to chatting. Here it comes. What's going on, my brothers and sisters, Mr. Woo -woo. aunties and uncles, monks, Kabbalists, wizards, mystics, sons and daughters of God. Welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. Mr. Woo -woo. He is Mr. Woo Woo, and he definitely is today. Again, I'd like to welcome you all to the Mr. Woo Woo podcast, and my guest today is a friend, a uh, client, and a fellow traveler on the path of wisdom and enlightenment. I hope you all will warmly welcome Mr. Michael Greenberg. You lucky people. Yay! Thank you. Dude, thank you so much for uh, talking to me. I know man, you're a busy thank man. Um, thank you for having me. This is exciting. That's awesome, man. I know it's kind of weird to be like saying like I'm on a podcast or something like that, but it's like I... Uh, if someone had told me 10 years ago that a podcast was a radio show, that's how out of touch I am basically with uh, the mainstream. Uh, I would have started this a long ass time ago, <laughs> but as it is right now, I'm a rookie and I'm still trying to get my chops down. So if there's a lot of um, accidental interruptions, I apologize to the viewer. That will be my fault. Not Michael's cause he's in Canada right now and three hours ahead of us. And I'm also a bumpkin when it comes to technology. So this is all just kind of an experiment <laughs> in communication. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. How you been, man? I'm good, man. So far, so good. So far, everything's working. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Everything's going well in yeah. life? Yeah, man. Awesome, Enos. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> the more or less, you know? More or less. More. I feel like it's always more or less. But yeah, more, 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 I would say, more. than less today. Yeah. Marvelous. That's a perfect uh, perception to have uh, when it comes yeah. to uh, our current situations. Uh, what uh, province in Canada are you located in? So I'm in Ottawa, Ontario. Mm -hmm. Ottawa. Ottawa is the capital. Okay. It's in between Toronto and Montreal for those people who know where, where those cities are. Ah, kindest people on earth. So glad. So glad like, to know you. <laughs> yeah, likewise. And I love poutine. Likewise. Likewise. You're such a good dude, man. And uh, it was, I think, about a year ago, uh, someone had, I don't know, recommended Tass. you to Tass, Tass, the legendary Tass. Tass. Shout out to you, brother. I know yeah. you're a listener. And uh, mm -hmm. thank you for the myriad Is it really? Is wonderful Tass people. Listen? Yeah, yeah, because I've gotten, I've gotten like the Toronto listens, like up in, uh, oh, beautiful. So I could, I could like see he's, where they're from. Yeah. Okay. He's a beautiful soul, he's man. He's a special He's a special person. Yeah. He's a special dude. Shout out to you, Taz. Hopefully, I mean, if you got restaurants, buddy, call me and I will absolutely promote those shamelessly, bro. Shamelessly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you, um, I've always wanted to ask, what do you do for, for money when you're in Canada? What do you, what is, what is your living? How do you make it? Yeah. So that's, it's interesting. Like that's a challenging question for me or it has been in, in the past. So oh, okay. I used to be a high school teacher. So I taught oh. in Canada and in Mexico. I taught uh, high school economics, business, history, geography. Uh, yeah. 
That was a very easy thing to explain. And now I work for, um, <laughs> I work for what's called the family office. Oh, so okay. Effectively, I, I work in investing. So I work for a, a real estate company, but off to the side, uh, we do some investments That's uh, cool. in real estate and outside of real estate. So it's 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 a lot of fun, actually. That's cool. Is there anything yeah. you're investing in that excites you in this uh, current climate? So many things. So many things. Okay. Um, I'd say, <laughs> for me, the, the idea of investing with friends is really like is really powerful, and, and being able to support people. Um, who are doing it. So right I'm like, I sort of move money around, I guess, but I'm not actually like in the arena. I'm not the guy actually doing it, but mm -hmm. I can be, <laughs> I can be supportive of these people. So there's, there's a company in Africa, actually. And these guys, have, they're friends of mine from a long time ago. They've been in mm -hmm. Africa for West Africa for 12 years. Okay. And I mean, they could be doing a million other things and making a lot more money probably and, uh, but they chose to to start multiple businesses there, and kind Beautiful. of watch this. Uh, they've they struggled because it's hard, but now they're right. now they're rolling, and it's sweet. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's really fun. So the river's starting to flow. That's great. Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I've always been even for the whole twelve years. I've been excited as to as to what they would do. Mm -hmm. um, but it feels like yeah, exactly. It feels like they've turned the corner. They have these. Um, they have these schools and they, I, I actually did some lessons for them when they started a couple of years ago. Now they're at, wow. at 250,000 students. Oh, is, wow. Yeah, man. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Are they, mean, they do all the work, but I feel like I'm a part of it. Even, even as, as kind of an outsider. Oh, okay. Okay. Have you ever traveled to Africa before? I so yeah, yeah, I was there. You I did? Badass. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. It's pronounced. And, and to look at schools. Yeah. And to look at the schools and see if the curriculum is like up to yeah. So when I was there, snuff. yeah, I would, they were they were sort of working on things, and and I was there to visit friends, and they knew I was a high school teacher, and and so wow. they asked if I could help, and I I did my best, and uh, went around as they were starting the as they were starting the business, they were they were starting the schools, they were visiting all, all the local schools and figuring out what their plan was going to be, and so I spent a couple of weeks following them along. Wow. And then went back to Canada and, uh, and did some, some lessons for them, some math, like grade one math lessons. And, and now they're way, way beyond, uh, where they were when I was Yeah. I was curious about, uh, um, the modern, uh, cause a lot of my, my wife's friends are uh, elementary school teachers or they mm -hmm. used to be. And mm -hmm. I was remarking on, uh, the old academic approach to mathematics and, and like words, um, and by contrast, the the Common Core system, like as it's as is currently taught today, like which which of those like do you were you taught in the Common Core uh, like system or is it a totally different like the old school? I like, think I think totally different. So I think I've I've heard that term before, Common Core. Yeah, it's but I don't. Yeah, I think that might be an American term, and I've yeah, been yeah. teaching years. And, it's like where um, they, they try to get the kids to logically reverse engineer concepts that they have no idea what they are. And for some, it's like, it's confusing the hell out of them. And like, even their parents with master's degrees can't do their homework. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh no. like, I like the old school Montessori stuff, very right brained yeah. approach, you know, kind of hands off, but like 
you know, seeing where their you strengths me, are. You strike me as a Montessori guy. Yeah, yeah, it's so new agey, right? Oh, the flow. Super new agey. <laughs> Everybody gets a gold star and a sticker, you know, but <laughs> but you can tell when the person has a grasp and a mastery of those knowledges. Um, so I was oh, I I also wanted to wonder what is the name of that uh, school system that's been set up? Do you do you uh, yeah. remember? You know what? So that's something yeah, it's called Rising Academies. Rising Academies. You hear that, yeah. listeners? That's awesome. That's expanding yeah. knowledge across continents. Love yeah, that. I didn't even know you were a teacher, they're, bro. They're really What's that? <laughs> Your amazingness only grows. I didn't even know you were an elementary school teacher, but now that I've now that I like no, look no, at sorry, you. So just to be clear, oh, I sorry. Not, I just I am not an elementary school teacher. I did or that some you did. <laughs> mediocre elementary school lessons. Uh, oh, like come years ago. I did my best. Super Actually, humble. They were okay. They were above average. Also. Super humble, of course. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's cool that you're like a, a traveled, you know, educator, you know, and is it like now you're just educating people about investment and stuff like that? And like, where are you? Oh, that's an interesting way to put or it. Like no, consulting? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm educating myself about, about investing. Okay. Uh, and it's been, it's been several years and it was quite a transition to go from teaching right. to investing. And I can imagine. Uh, I work with my family actually so i work with my dad that's my tremendous dude and, uh, and, and a close friend yeah it's uh, how fun yeah it is you know what thanks for reminding me it is really fun it is really cool right. and really fun and uh yeah most of it's great most of it's really great yeah i mean are you excited to, like go to like one of those jobs you're like i'm kind of excited to go to work and like see what happens yeah. today. for me like i get so excited about investing in something five years ago and then and then again, mm-hmm. watching as watching it grow and, and not mm-hmm. having to do, <laughs> I like not having to do all the hard work. It's like putting something in the oven and you, or like the slow cooker right. and you just kind of sleep on it and you watch as, I don't know what's in the slow cooker, like your potatoes start to brown and it's, mm-hmm. and it just feels really fulfilling as the slow cooker does its work. And then. And then ideally at the end, I was like, I'm not sure if that metaphor, but that's the best. I I find that's cool. Yeah, man. I, I got to say, even like from a spiritual perspective, I respect more like the long term, like more of a bearish market philosophy where you're like, I'm investing in the company because I like it and I like the product. Mm -hmm. I like their, their management system and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. as opposed to how I can rip, you know, 10% off the top before jumping into a new a new thing, you know, this is like long-term, long-term investment does seem to be the wisest course. You know? I think, yeah. And I don't know how to do the rip it for 10%. I just, I yeah. The quick I deals requires a level of technical ability that I don't have, but I, I certainly <laughs> could yeah. Me and, either. seems a little casino-ish when they do it that yeah, way. Like you're not investing, yeah, you're just trying my, to beat the table. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. You get to work with your dad. My pops is a cool guy. You know, I don't get to, I don't get to work with him. I have no doubt. I have no, (laughs) he's old school, man. He's a Ron Swanson kind of, kind of dude. If you ever seen the show, like Parks and Rec. That's right. Like he's, he's a, he's a mustachioed skeptic. You know what I mean? So like when it comes to like our world, he's a little bit more like, eh. I was going to say like what, how, um, (laughs) what are conversations between you like i mean you're a pretty uh, you're a pretty out there guy you know? <laughs> dude <And you're> not... <laughs> in the family i am out there bro i was at my yeah. sister's wedding like healing backs and my my mom and dad's uh, <laughs> their faces dude just like 
okay. And I'm like undoing backs and of my aunt and like trying to heal my uncle's oh, like neck. And they're just, cause for them, it's just an enormous jump that people can um, not only do like that guy, like that's a function of consciousness in any way, but yeah. much less that like, I'm talking to you and you were a distance client always like folks that are listening to this. You'll, he's always been in Ontario. I've never gotten to meet this, this yeah, gentleman uh, in person. Uh, but I, he's like two, 3000 miles away and you could still connect with somebody and their energy and be able to get just the same kind of results as if they're standing right in front of you. And, uh, that's, that's a major leap for, for some of the folks in my family. Others were like, could you move the rain? You know, it's going to rain on the wedding day. <laughs> can, you, can you change the weather? And coincidentally it did strange. Uh, but it was, uh, it was just, you know, they're slowly, I think, starting to realize there's something weird about <laughs> the consistency of what I'm approached with this. So I'm curious, please, because I, you know, I deal with people in my family and elsewhere who, sure. just, who need proof. And you're the mystic. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you, but ultimately, like if you fix your aunt's back, right. right and right. and you do the work and the results happen, mm -hmm. like, is that enough for them to be like, Oh, well, all right. Well, she's a, she was a bombastic character, man. Like my aunt, okay. my aunt Donna is like a cracky with a two by four kind of gal. If she, <laughs> if she has the right, you know, if you're in the wrong attitude and uh, she just went up to me and said, Joshua, I know you do that healing stuff. I would like you to please touch my back and make it feel better because I'm in a great deal of pain and I want to enjoy Disneyland while I'm here. And my parents are at the end of the table staring at their eggs, you know? <laughs> so they're just like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm just, you know, they, oh, oh my God, it just went, it just went back into, oh, okay, great. And, you know, sits down and then there's just that uncomfortable silence and be like, this is example number 32 that they've had to sit through and be like, Okay. Okay. Because I mean, you got to think of it from like an old school per, like perspective that's never seen the evidence and is too scared to have you like do anything to them. Right. So if they won't let you touch them, it's like, okay, it's like saying I'm a chef, but they won't let me cook for them. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I hear you're a great chef, you know, but what, I don't want to eat that stuff. You know, <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. So you're hearing from other people. You know, oh, he hit my back. Oh, he healed my shoulder. Oh yeah. He did do that one thing. So it's like the evidence is mounting. Yeah. That it's real or, or people that they respect their opinion. They go like, Oh, yeah. I, I had this Reiki class or I had this Reiki patient. And I was like, so it's, that's a real, that's a real thing. Okay. Okay. So as, as soon as Oprah says it's a real thing, then it's like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's a, <laughs> maybe there's something so to this. Yeah. A little bit, you know, and I'm, you know, they they were like, Oh, don't mention me on the podcast. Sorry guys. Oh, well, hey, oh sorry. that's how that goes. But you know, um, that's, that's all part of the progression of what I'm talking about because there's so many listeners eventually, <laughs> I'd like to thank all many dozens of you, um, that will <laughs> that will listen to this and be like, oh man, I have, I have the same struggle with my family or they're ultra religious in a specific way. And if you're not in exactly the same, you know, cloth and, and path as them, you can get rejected. You know, did you, have, have you experienced any of that? Like, you know, oh, Mike's a little think, bit. Listen, I'm a bit of a, even before I sort of got into spirituality for a better, a different world. Like I'm a yeah, bit yeah. of a different cat. I'm a, I'm a bit of an I unusual don't. fellow. I always <laughs> um, awesome. You know, and you probably feel this with your parents, right? Like, oh, sure. They want, like they accept you and they love you. Of course. They don't necessarily get you. Um, Not at I all. I feel like bro. there's a, there's a large percentage of the population. Like what is, you know, what is with this guy? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> 
he doesn't hunt. He doesn't. It's not like I don't feel no. like, you know, it's still love. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, and I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about on this podcast Please. actually is this yeah. concept that I have in my own brain called like I, transcending the skepticism. And it sounds okay. like your, your parents are like almost there. But for me, um, you know, growing up, I was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was like your parents, I guess, but like much worse. Like super skeptical? Uh, super skeptical. And sure. like, aggressively skeptical oh yeah and it's kind of like <laughs> closed-minded and like if i don't understand it then it's not real if i can't touch it then it's not real right that's and yeah and i think i don't want to be too hard on myself um, but i think i could use some some humility mm. and um yeah. i so i'll say like i i grew up jewish and uh awesome. it was a mostly positive experience okay but for me like I didn't know Hebrew and I really, mm-hmm. um, I really struggled to connect with what they were doing again. Cause I didn't know Hebrew and, and cause you know, I went to Hebrew school, but I just, like, I didn't connect with it. It was right. every moment at Hebrew school was like a moment spent away from, you know, basketball, football, which were my, my passions. Right. Um, and so that I just went to a place of like, this is all bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. not, not just that like Judaism bullshit and anything else that, that is beyond the physical is bullshit. And I tried right. to live that way and, and hold that belief system for as long as I could. And then I kind of got to a point where it just wasn't working. Right. Like, of course I, I humility was kind of forced on me because I was like, mm. well, um, you know, I, I can't just go around thinking I'm smarter than these people who are clearly smarter. Right. Than, like these, these, these rabbis, I was like this, something's oh. not adding up. They're so smart. And I think, yeah, and and not just you know the rabbis and 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 all these other spiritual traditions. I just like I can't. I uh, to be honest, I almost would have gone that route. Like if I was born in a in a Hebrew family, like, yeah. dude, our priests. You know, we, I would grow up like we were shit. You know, cafeteria Catholics. You know, like you got to go for like Easter yeah. service and the Christmas to not get excommunicated. Yeah, yawn. You know, now that they keep records of that stuff. But, um, like if I had known, like there were priests that could shag and like get married and Mm. basically your job is to learn all day, every day and serve as like a community counselor, server, uh, count, uh, there's just multiple functions that they serve in the community and in their specific community. I was like, dude, and if I had known, like there's a, there's a book of alchemy (laughs) that most like religions don't know about it. Kabbalah. Like there's yeah. so many inner paths and stuff. Like I, there was a, I saw an American dad um, episode once. He's the one with the alien Roger, you know, and he's like taking yeah. over Christmas. And he's, uh-huh. Oh Jesus. You know, it's like that they, they guy. And um, the younger kid's best friend is Jewish. And he says, well, basically what we want to do is we're going to have to call on some names. And he was just like, uh, what are you talking about? And he said, well, not, it's not widely publicized, but um, we Jews, we have a, we have a book of magic. We have a book of uh, alchemy. And I couldn't remember for the life of me what the, if it's like called the book of names or if it's called something like where he basically was calling on specific archangels and angelic, oh. like, like Zadkiel or something like that. And then you, you know, speak Hebrew. And oh, I just found out this weekend that the word abracadabra was a Hebrew uh, thing. That means it's really? translated into it, it will be done as I say. 
or as I speak, it will be done as I speak. And I was just like, Oh shit, do the, you know, you can just imagine like this beautiful Hasidic blessing. And then they're like, Abracadabra, like right at the end of it. I'm sure it's pronounced like Abra, you know, Kadabra or something like that. Like it is like cooler pronunciation. And most people don't know that the Hebrew language is probably the most spiritually powerful on the face of the earth. Like, I don't know if it's the more the biblical form or whatever, but just speaking in Hebrew, like if they tested metal filaments once on uh, like, you'd say like Aleph, which is the first, you know, letter in the alphabet or, um, Mm -hmm. or Bet or Gimel. Mm -hmm. And when they say Gimel, an actual, like those little metal filaments that that measure um, uh, sound resonance and you you could see Uh the patterns of their waves, it literally would have a Gimel in the middle of it. So... It was just like blew my brains out. And I was just like, it, it'd be worth it to study Hebrew just for that reason is because when you're yeah. speaking it, you're speaking hypothetically as close to the tongues of angels and straight up creation that you possibly can. And uh, I got even further intrigued by the fact they have a book of, of like alchemy or magic. And that, you know, it's like a, of, of the many of like the Tanakh and the um, and the um, the Talmud. And being able, like, that there was one in the series, they're like, we don't talk about it a lot, you know, but, you know, <laughs> we got this. And I was just like, dude, why aren't we teaching that? I was just like, I would have, I would have been eating that up as a, as a young, <laughs> a young Jewish man. It's just that story that you told, like, about the Gimel. Dude. Um, holy yeah. cow. Yeah, I have a biblical Hebrew book and flashcards in my, of course, they're collecting dust because I got to, you got to wait for the motivation uh, to do it. Yeah. But I thought, like, how dope it'd be to, like, read the Torah and, like, the original the original totally. Hebrew and like the power of all of that. And it's just, it's in all of these paths, all of these religions, you know, even within the Christian path, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to like derive the juiciness of it unless you came across like Neville Goddard. Mm-hmm. This dude breaks down even old and new Testament and, and would, would say, no, no, no he's basically telling you how to use the fulcrum of uh, attention or your imagination or the word yeah. or how to use revision, mental revision to rewrite the dialogue in your head and then it outpictures electromagnetically differently. And uh, it's just, I feel like so many of us are getting like the Melba toast, you know, we're just getting like the, the crumbs of these like juicy cultural histories. Totally. Totally. And at the wrong time, at least for me, like I just wasn't anyway. Right. And now like all those stories, everything you just said, it's just hot. Kind of, it blows my mind. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I've come across so much, so much stuff like that. Even, even just like both, both the um, the Tanakh and and the New Testament basically tells you how to use your mind to create reality, how to use the word in order to create reality. And it's just you know having being able to have a rabbi that can break that down to you is is like sweet. And I've imagined like some of them special specialize more in like family stuff. Some of them specialize more in like community efforts. But some of them are straight up gangster magicians and know how to speak the word and like make it happen on behalf of not just self, but you know, all of Israel of all of the, of all of the people. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> when did you, uh, I, I know, like you said, like you would always, uh, kind of, you became a super skeptic and I did too. Cause I saw the world around me was yeah. absolutely full of shit. And so were the people in it. And, uh, so it's like, why trust those authority figures? At least that's why I saw like people constantly, yeah. parents lying to their kids, parents lying to each other, they lying at work. And it's just like, why would I buy into the systems that these people clearly have set up? But at what point did you, did you have like a, an opening 
to realize like when yeah. did spirit touch your life can you remember that exact date or yeah, was it just I like a series I, of events again, like i just know like i was doing it wrong right and and that, okay. again it forced me to, i was just doing life wrong is it a I, feeling I sort of getting to a point yeah because my external circumstances were pretty good like objectively right maslow's high opinion, like had enough to eat i had you know <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, I was in, yeah. I remember being in Australia, like on the beach and life should have felt really good. Yeah. It, was right. it should have felt really good, uh -huh. but it didn't like, it felt, it just wasn't quite enough. Uh, and so I went and I did a Vipassana meditation course. I don't know if you know, like those 10 day silent meditation retreats. I haven't done one yet, but I think they are yeah. legit in organizing your mind from what I've researched. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it was really good for me. It was really hard for me. It was really, really hard, and I kind of like I muscled my way through it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm staying for ten days. I'm gonna sit in silence. But it was like it was there was like there was ego. There was like um, as opposed to just kind of flowing, you know. And it was again, it was really good. Um, and then, so I mean, I guess that was the start. And then, candidly, like mm. um, I started listening to Joe Rogan. Ah, the king. Ten years ago, and I, had, you know, my um, relationship—I don't know what to call it—plant medicine, drugs, whatever. I just thought mm -hmm. it was all like I, I would kind of love heroin and marijuana together, right? Like it was that sort of. Wow. It was just this. I had no right. Then you had no scale, um, right? No scope no for scale, like, like of there harm. There was no nuance. There was just kind of like drugs. Like, drugs. I mean, I barely—I started drinking coffee when I was thirty, right? Like I was pretty. That's clean, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> That's really clean. I just yeah, gave it clean, up a couple guess, of years ago. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think of, yeah, because I just didn't think of, of these sort of substance alcohol, um, mm -hmm. anything as like as being of any benefit. And then I just remember uh, Rogan talking about like how he he uses uh, like marijuana as a tool, mm -hmm. um, and so then. Like I went from, oh man, I, I guess I'm saying this public, like I went from no caffeine to, uh, I did this, um, I went and I, uh, I, I, I found a shaman, uh, and, wow. and I did it in a boga ceremony and that was, Whoa. that was pretty intense. I don't know if you boga, uh, is that Santeria or is that more like, um, like the, the toad? Or more of like uh, no, oh. it's like a it's like a root bark, like a peyote buttons. Oh, it's a no, different, totally no. different one, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm moderately not, hallucinogenic. I'm not or anything of yeah, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was Aubrey Marcus, I think, did it. Aubrey uh, Marcus talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. That's cool, man. And, and, but I, you know, the reason why I did it mm -hmm. again was was kind of twofold. It was one, um, this understanding that like you could use these things as, as tools. Right. And two, it was, right. again, I, I'd gotten by that point to a place of real desperation. Um, I don't know if I was sure. depressed, but I was really sad. And, and again, right. I was just like, I'm not doing this right. Like I'm this whole life that it's not, mm -hmm. it's not working the way I wanted to. And it wasn't, I didn't have anything to blame it on. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. like I, there was no tragedy. It was just kind of this flatness and uh, yeah. You know, you Dude, probably know what that feels like. This desperation in life, you, yeah. You look for something better, right? And so it started with meditation and then went to 
uh, a boga and some other psychedelics and then shifted to now I don't really do that. Um, well, sure. And I want to talk more about, hold on one second. I want to turn the light on in my living room real quick. So I, you're not like staring at my shadow. I'm going to be back in just seconds. All right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, hallucinogens have been part of my life too. I, I smoked weed yeah. for like 20 years, like yeah, okay. off and on since like my 17th birthday when my dad enlightened me to the path yeah. that is not oh, alcohol. That's beautiful. Ron Swanson was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Ron, the, in this version, Ron's got a little bit of other Ron in him as well. He, you know, was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna smoke this doobie and whatever, man. But I mean, they, like, because alcoholism runs rampant in my family line, you know, like a lot oh. of the men in my family, like in the deeper oh. lineage, like he wanted yep. to impress on me that, you know, when you, when you smoke weed, he, when I was 17 and he said like, dude, if you smoke this, like there's no hangover, there isn't a physiological dependency. And if you're mentally, you know, and you're, and I was mentally strong at that time, he's like, it, it, you know, you won't be, psychologically addicted to this you can put this down and your body won't insist that you go that you go do it and it opened up amazing doorways for me because i just needed that little bit of mental quietude to be able to grasp like the flow pattern of my ego and the way it presented ideas in my mind as opposed to the soul and it was just so useful to do that. And then when it was done, it just came down and it was done. And I was like, okay, mm. that's nice. I only did mushrooms like a couple of times. And mm. I didn't have like mind-blowing insights, but I was happier than I'd been. Like, that's why like old ladies are micro-douching like caps like it's going out of style over here in America because people are munching like freaking illegal mushrooms. Like they're like on the shelf now. They're just like, yeah, micro-dosing. So cool. And, uh, you know, 70-year-old grand is like, I had all kinds of insights and my arthritis went away and I just, you know, this is great. You know, CNN did a whole report on it. And uh, I was like, wow, they're really trying to push psychedelics. And I, I had a previous podcast with uh, my buddy Eduardo who's into the Santeria path. And he'd, he's done, he did rituals with, with people for like six straight months, with like DMT, like really heavy hallucinogenics and like the same Alex Gray stuff. Like you're going through yeah. portals, you know, quite involuntarily yeah. in many cases. But if you're doing it as often as it is, like I was able to create a landscape where I'd understand signposts and, and know how to talk to different entities. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I, I saw the inherent dangers um, early on of, of certain hallucinogens because there is kind of an entity that's or multiple entities that are connected with each of their wavelengths and vibration because they're not the source of creation. They're a derivative consciousness in some dimension. So that there could be harms that you're unaware of or access or, or, you know, openings to negative influences that Uh you wouldn't be able to tell during while it was happening because of the, the subsequent ecstasy felt literally some taking cases. And then also the hangover afterward as the pineal glands trying to go "Ah," and re reboot itself. Right. Whether you're taking yeah. literal ecstasy or or you're doing um, like uh, what am I? What was the one out in South America? Everyone's doing ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Everyone. I get. Yeah. I get. Dude. I get 
like these little middle-aged ladies all the time and like the older ladies like i'm you know i'm i'm hearing about this ayahuasca stuff and i'm like sweetie no you don't need to puke on yourself for like six hours in order to gain like an insight just have a little discipline (laughs) you know and i think that's what it always winds down to is like you hit a brick wall in life you hit the depression right where you're just like something's not going well in this software man i should be happy the results are around me but i don't feel congruent with it and then we try something not desperate but like you try to throw some hail marys for for me it was a hail mary for me it was absolutely desperate hail mary i was like sure someone's got to change yeah. The, the ego does reach that pitch where it drives you yeah. into like, I'm going to force this portal open because I need insight yep. and I need mm-hmm. new ideas or I need a, you know, something to kick me in my ass real quick. And it just mm-hmm. goes warp speed. And like, and after the recapitulation, that's when we kind of slow down and go, okay, maybe I'll study a more tried and true path, you know, where the, the, the trailheads have already been like laid out mm-hmm. by other adventurers that, that know how to, so we could do this you know, a little bit more, like you said, a slow cooker. <laughs> That's a great yeah. metaphor, whether it's investment yeah. or it's enlightenment. It seems like the slow cooker method is better than the bull market. It There's an attraction yeah. to the bull market. But you there's want less it now. dopamine. There's less like... Right. It's... <laughs> you nailed it, dude. There's less of that, like, that Scooby snack we get from the pineal gland. Uh-huh. You know, that just uh-huh. gives you that. And I love it. I mean, I love... I love that. I do love feeling different. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, I love, like, having a couple sips of coffee and feeling like Superman now. Yeah. Um, and... Or just a little bit of... Like, I, I like the change in consciousness. Bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little micro... Yeah. Yeah, because being able to, like, kind of turn the dial and not hear that regular station of the ego going yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's a great way to say it. It's... Just something different. Something. Yeah. Something, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wait, what do you tell? Hold on a second. Sure, so please. You're talking to the middle-aged lady who wants to. Uh, yes. Who wants to try? Is curious about ayahuasca. Yes. Say, I go. Let's let's try this slow cooker instead. What's? Like, I do, I do, and they're very disappointed sometimes. And I get clients that actually have already experienced the detrimental side of it. They've I've already gone and done ayahuasca it was wonderful and all these things and i talked to jesus and i I saw um oshun and they were having a tea party and they invited me there and i was like i got bad news for you sweetheart really bad news that wasn't jesus he doesn't fuck with people that do drugs in order to gain their consciousness (laughs) that was an entity posing as jesus yeah man because Uh, when you kick down the doors of heaven as opposed to earn your way through yeah. It's a bit like insider trading. Yeah. And the universe, they have these steps of initiation. They have these steps of progress and understanding. Not only just to be like for your own safety and your own um, mm-hmm. long-term sanity, but also mm-hmm. because it's sacred information. If it's if you kick down the doors of heaven, as I was told, you know, there's mm-hmm. a penalty to be, to be paid. Not always a, a permanent one, you know? Though there are insane asylums down here that are full of people that were just like, nom, 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 you know, osley acid, and they were just gone forever. You know, like I want those doors open and I don't care what the consequences are. So you got to have like caution. And I think like here, they're like, I'm just going to you know, like eat some peyote buttons. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you don't understand the forces you're, you're screwing with, you know, and that's, that's the whole metaphysics landscape, why you want to do research before doing it. But I do understand the impetus when your back's against the wall and you need, 
you need that new information. You insist on it. That's when it's probably the most appropriate to kind of just jump through that window pane and, you know, hope you don't hope, don't, hope you don't get cuts of ribbons, you know, because you need that new oh. vista or you need that new uh, perspective. And, uh, and I, I try to caution absolutely when I'm doing the role yeah. of like uh, uh, all faith minister, I go, dude, yeah. just slow down. It, the thing is you're trying to use a substance as a substitute for trying to connect with spirit. Is it, so I'm, I'm curious, please, like is please. it a substitute or is it in mm-hmm. some cases um, like a, an additive, something that, that supports growth and support? I, I mean, just because <sighs> that you, is you see ayahuasca and mushrooms yeah. and, and used by right. shamans and that's what I'm saying is America that, that seem to know what they're doing. You yeah. Know. Do you, uh, do you, do you remember like Carlos Castaneda's work with Don Juan Mattis and like that, that's what oh. kind of opened up the whole shamanistic path is an okay. academic by the name of Carlos Castaneda was trying to do a, okay. a dictatorial thesis on hallucinogens in the shamanic path. And unbeknownst to him, he got initiated by this guy. And after 20 years, he's eating peyote buttons and he's smoking mushroom mixtures. And I was like, if you're being taught by a shaman whose whole life he's been to prepare for that, and he understands mm-hmm. all the astral forces, is an expert on every one of those dimensions, has a close and long-term relationship with the mushroom mixture or the substance or the whatever it is, then I would say yes. Like it's, it's almost like you're getting brain surgery. Do you want an expert? Do you want someone who's like, an, like the best of the best at the brain? Or do you want someone that's casually like, oh, I've done lots of you know, cutting things. Um, because it's a very precise thing to be able to not only lead and protect the person consciousness wise yeah. in those things, there has to be a lot of ceremony that goes into it. If you watch sad gurus, like videos about like how he consecrated just a Shiva lingam and it takes like eight hours and he has to burn something a specific way. And you have to have this quality of ghee. And yeah. if you don't have these flowers, yeah. that's someone who understands the mo- like, it's almost like you're coding like a computer. Mm-hmm. And if you skip steps, there can be all kinds of holes that hackers, if you will, or bad entities or yeah, yeah. can utilize in order to access you. So I know lots of people are going down there like, oh, I saw this white hippie dude with fucking dreadies and he's down in Brazil and he's getting people high as shit and we're puking on ourselves. And yeah, I had an insight and some of them do it and they're like, I didn't see anything. I just got really, really high. I saw my grandmother for a little bit who was dead and then I came back. You know, I'm like, there's an enormous difference even in the shamanic path between dudes that have done it 400 times and people that mm-hmm. grew up in the culture, knew where to pick the plants and understand every single element spiritually of the plant helper, of the entity you're going to come across, of the, of the channels and avenues that connect you, those tunnels that connect you, hopefully without interference from other intelligence and destructive forces. There's these, there's these fail-safes that I think, you know, especially people in, in America don't take into consideration because they don't know what they're screwing with and they think it's just like a, a vacation, but it depends on the substance. I would say also, yeah. like if you're microdosing some mushrooms and stuff, then it's just like, that's a baby doorway. You know, <laughs> you don't need a shaman yeah. holding your hand yeah, okay. for that. You know, okay. you might get an insight. You might find, like be able to change your mood and I'm not, you know, advocating drug use of any kind on this progress. That's, <laughs> hey. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Um, I'm actually, you know, a traditionalist when it comes to like meditating your way through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I do believe absolutely that under the hands of like an expert, someone that has 20 to 30 years of intricate knowledge, mm-hmm. use and expertise, 
maybe. <laughs> and I mean, I would be like, if you were apprenticed just to that person, not like yeah. a fly by night, I'm going to fly into Taiwan, do some drug, you know, and then come back and hopefully yeah. it's a, a rip in time. Yep. I think people do that way too irresponsibly, at least, you know, worldwide. And, um, uh, that's just my, my opinion. People would definitely disagree. No, people have really like wonderful I, I mean, experiences. They're like, well, there's no problem. I'd be like, well, wait till you're 60 or 70. Then we'll know. You know what I mean? Oh. Is there's all these all these levels of caveats that I've come across in the spiritual game where you're like, oh shit, that, I can see where that person screwed up, and I'm good at learning from other people's mistakes. Like that's one of my can you, powers. Can you? I mean, and this is sort of a yeah uh, a self interested question. I mean, Please. can you help correct those mistakes? Yes, um, I do my best to. Like a lot of times, yeah, okay. like like I could say, like one of those ladies, say, hey, we just had a tea party and there was a lot of yeah. ayahuasca involved, or we we went overboard with mushrooms, and I'm like, okay, cool. How do you feel? And she's like, well, I haven't felt right since. I haven't felt like you know, like oh, the bell no. is still, or I'm feels fuzzy still. I still feel yeah. I feel this pressure in the back of my head that won't go away. Da da da. But but it was a rip in time. It was so worth it. And I'd be like, okay, well, if I wasn't here to change that, how long are you gonna have that? that brainwave change and not be able to do anything about it and have that affect yeah. your next however many number of years that you're trying to manifest something or a thing. And these are, some of them are seasoned metaphysicians that I'm like, uh -huh. Oh, you're kind of taking the lazy route. You know, there's, there's ways of, of doing it that people have laid down for thousands of years for a reason is because they're, there's the pioneers, you know, the Vivekanandas, the, um, the, uh, the great scholars of, of Israel, like there's, there's tried and true methods and though the rules do change, I think every kind of 2000 years and people are testing those waters, you know, right now you're like, well, maybe it's not every so bad. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Every 2000 years, these are nice little epics, you know, there's a Piscean age, the Aquarian age that everyone's always talking mm -hmm. about. And I think like the, the physics laws do shift in some manner, but mm -hmm. it's, I'm, I'm kind of like a lawyer when it comes to this stuff now, man. And it's just like, it, you, you don't want to skip the loopholes because if you progress past that, like past a certain thing you might have to go back and check your weaving and redo the whole thing over again oh it, like that's a, that's a cool analogy yeah weaving would be so a great way to say it. people like how do you oh man i have never i've never guided someone through a psychedelic uh journey because i have no expertise in that but like as far as like the aftermath and i can i like tune into their brain waves to see if that's altered yeah. it's almost like a different type of anesthesia feeling you know, I've worked on people that are like trying to come out of like, uh, like going under really heavily and they're trying to find their, yeah. their keynote to their brain waves. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to that. It's like, it makes the instrument a little off key. So you have to figure out a way how to tighten the knobs and be able to put the, the instrument, the piano, if you will, back into harmony. And you know, when you reach yeah. that perfect pitch, cause it'll feel like a, a crystal clarity. Uh, okay. so, um, that, yeah, absolutely. I think you can. Uh, reverse almost like I've, okay. I've seen almost anything reversed at this point, just at this, like with 20 years of experience, I'm like, Oh my God, the lady's diabetes is gone. You know, that kind of stuff. But um, it's just like, I think the universe lets you play with fire to a certain degree, but yeah. if, if it deems you immature spiritually, it's not going to give you the real secrets to the kingdom. It sure. wants to know you can stay sure. silent. It wants to know that you can do things in a responsible manner, that you're taking seriously the many elements and sometimes elementals and forces that are involved in the intricate intricacies of, of alchemy, and whether it's the own human soul or outer making stuff happen. 
Because if you use those forces recklessly, you could cause unknowing damage to others or to creation. So having these like kind of like, it's almost like, you've ever watched the show Meat Eater? Like with, uh, he's a hunter and he like breaks down, like he's like the best nature show I've ever seen. And I've been finally able to like watch an animal get cleaned and gutted it and stuff and be like, okay, you know, but it's like the best nature information always, but it like the ethics involved of like not taking the shot. If you don't have a perfect shot, not wounding the animal, letting it go. It's like the worst, like faux pas, like beyond a faux pas, like dudes look devastated and gutted because they're like, I harmed it and I didn't kill it. You know, it was just. Yeah. There's like, there's this, this raw upsetness that happens with them. It's like, if people should have that much respect for, for God or spirit, whatever, whatever level that you're, you're focusing on, like the reverence, the lack of reverence isn't there. That's the word it's reverence. That's yeah. For the animal. And, and I mean, and that's just for people cultivating their meat. We're talking about the, the source of creation or the sum total of all creation. So it's like showing, showing spirit that you can handle those things and handle them like, like a, like a responsible person, like a rabbi, like a grown up, and not even, not all rabbis are equal, right? No priests are all equal. Like they all have varying levels of enlightenment. Uh, and it's like coming at spirit with that, with that reverence, you would do the, the traditional or old ritual. There's ways, there's ways to do that. But like I said, if your back's against the wall, if you're looking for a new perspective, yeah. all that kind of stuff, you need to break the window. Well, it's good to be able to wrap your hand in some cloth before you punch through the window. Yeah, <laughs> some people ahead. are just punching straight through or running straight through and they're going like, oh, I'm cut to ribbons. And be like, yeah, yeah. Instinctively, I did know that. I was just like, I, I knew it enough. I'm going to pat myself on the back from 10 years and just be like, yeah. Uh, Having integrity is good. Like I wasn't going to be able to figure out on my own, and I did, and I found a shaman. That's cool. But that's that's what I mean. But like these these are things I wish I'd known. You know, I wish I had this conversation with you twenty years ago, right? Like, bro, or or (laughs) twenty five years ago. Uh, (laughs) And I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe twenty years ago, I just wouldn't have listened to you, to be honest. Of course, I I know. Until you're ready, there was at least a period of of arrogance. Like I somehow I know better. Mm-hmm. Uh, than like thousands of years of, of wisdom and stuff, but sure, um, those dumb. But, <laughs> I, but I guess my, my my question is like yeah. when I said how do you, how do you protect people? I don't mean like oh. how you Joshua or May protect people. But okay, like, how does how is that information like? Okay. This is this is like what waters do I lead them into? Time, and I'm just learning about this now. Like sure, how do you? Um, I'd say there's more fundamental things that people could master and I'm not a master yeah. of them, but I know yeah. from long research and from when I do get the re- exact results that I want, mastering mm-hmm. processes of visualization is yeah. one. Only seeing in the form of ideals, the perfect version oh. is is probably yeah. the, because most people's minds are like negative scenario, negative scenario, imperfect scenario, mm-hmm. imperfect scenario. And they don't realize by just making them perfect, what was the perfect thing that person could have said? What is the perfect outcome would have been? They don't realize that that's the template for their future manifestations. It, we're, we're getting into law of attraction now here, kids. Like this is- like, do, do, I have to, do I have to consciously know, because I've been thinking about manifestation mm-hmm. a, a little bit, like and sure. if I'm intentionally manifesting something, I mean, my right. my manifestation in some ways is, like all I can do is create what I know how to create. And what if I don't know how to create what I want to create? 
Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a really good one. You're like, it's a project or a goal that I didn't think was attainable. Like for me, I'm jealous of chefs because they could be like, well, it's an easy goal. Three stars. I want three Michelin stars. That's the absolute pinnacle that I can achieve as a chef for a, for a UFC fighter. I'm wearing the UFC title belt around me. So visual, being able to visualize the end, the end, what is the end goal in advance? What's the highest peakest goal that you can like that you can let's them what's the beyond wildly optimistic and you don't yeah. have your role is not to make that happen your role yeah. is to aim the arrow at the target and only the target yeah. once you let the thought fly it's just focusing on the target that allows the arrow like in a zen way to hit it we miss it because we look at other targets and then yeah. the arrow, that arrow of thought starts to curve or we we settle for less than what we think the ideal would be. And for those two, that's so clear cut. When we're talking enlightenment, there's so many levels to that. And awareness, there's so many levels. Uh, what does success look like? Uh, it can be a bit abstract. So you have to uh-huh. think about what you want to manifest in a crystal clear manner. Absolutely yeah. crystal clear. And where you're like, this would be the pinnacle. If it's like marrying your soulmate, you're imagining the ring on your finger. You're imagining coming home to pure love, and probably, uh, and especially in my case, shout out to you, my wife, uh, damn good cooking. And <laughs> the smell of, you know, being able to feel like a man, whatever it is for you, whatever that, like you bring those yeah. feelings in and you only contemplate yeah. that. You only contemplate the end result. It's just the target you're looking at. You forget the arrow, you forget the, you forget the bow. Mm-hmm. And then you let the thought fly. And it, the more times you just think about the target, it through summation, through just extra, extra, more and more thoughts, it starts to occur and starts to go up this way and become more solid and real, and it comes to you faster. So just manifesting. So many people have, and Neville Goddard covers this so perfectly. He's a he's a genius yeah. Christian mystic uh, from the 50s, yeah. 60s, and 70s. And his his method of you have to be crystal clear. Your imagination is God, according to him. That's God yeah. acting in you. Then yeah. you have to fix the dialogue in your head because the mind talks to itself in your voice. And it's not us. That's the ego. <laughs> Unless it's a perfect thing and it's all loving and perfect. That's the ego grabbing this microphone going, you're not good enough. What's wrong with her? Why that guy take my fucking parking space? Why that fuck? You know, that shit, it sounds like us in our head, is actually coming from the lower three centers. And it's our job to be like, no, it's perfect. It's this. No, is it? And you have to argue initially with that part of your consciousness until you can gain control with the inner monologue. And if you can direct the inner thinking, even incrementally, into better and better and more and more perfect things, or you could say, no, no, what's the perfect version of that? And your mind will go, oh, it'll, it'll sigh like a teenager. Oh. Um, the perfect thing is that we'd get an A plus and we ace the course and our teacher shaking hands with us for doing such a great job and blah, 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 and accolades. Great. Thank you. Thank you, mind. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's if you're getting a D minus or an F in the class. So you don't have to know how you're going to get the A plus. You just know you want an A plus. Okay. So that's my one question. And I, I think you just covered it. Like, how do I know mm-hmm. that the A plus is actually what I want? Oh, okay. How do I because you like- won't be able to think of a further grade than A. You know, if, if the teacher, the only way to be like if the teacher's like, if I could only give a letter grade higher than an A, that's what I'd have to give you, young man. 
but so you have to if, settle for perfect with an A+. Like, 100%. I'm watching an episode of the... Go ahead. No, no. Watch an episode of what? So what, what if I'm watching an episode of the Kardashians and I'm, I'm like, Kim Kardashian <sighs> is my boss. Um, or, or, I mean, Shout and, and maybe like that's, so there's some part of me that thinks okay. nothing for or against Kim Kardashian. I, I okay. Okay. So you're just using her as an archetype. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like just this conventionally beautiful person. Sure. Or, uh, and like, right. and so there's, there's some base part of me that's like okay that's my a plus that's what i want to manifest okay but there's some deeper part of me that's like actually you, you can probably do better than kim. on the inside again, definitely no, nothing against you know kim. no nothing against her i don't know she's doing like lawyer stuff for people and she's trying to get outside the yeah. the, the, the 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 challenges of her family tree um sure. but if we're talking aesthetics you know if like you you saw the kim kardashian video you were like yo that's that's what i want santa uh-huh. i want uh-huh. that kind of thing you know, it might have to come with a girl that if you don't mind plastic surgery, you might go, oh, that's part of it. You know, like, I don't know how I feel about plastic surgery. Okay, but if I'm cool with it's it, like, okay, cool. But yeah. what you're saying, is the universe, here's how I got my wife, man. This is another great, yeah. great one. Because people are like, oh my God, you're soulmates. She's so beautiful. She's so perfect. I'm like, dude, I never thought in a million years I'd be able to <laughs> land a cow like this. <laughs> she is a 10 out of 10 for me, right? And yeah. uh, And I was in the friend zone for a little while. So... Um, and I was like, what a fantastic woman. What I did was after four or five straight long-term relationships, since I was like 16, it was like four years, three years, four years, he lived with her, lived with this one and be still like, nah, not this one. She still got all this kind of problems. Every time I told spirit what I wanted, it came with a shadow list. It came with stuff I didn't want. I said, I'd want, you know, if you were like, I want Kim Kardashian's booty and face but I would like the home cooking skills of Martha Stewart. And I would like, da, 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 da. it would come with yeah, yeah. the other things that come with those archetypes. Right. And you'd be like, Oh yeah. shit, she didn't wash dishes. She was kind of an asshole in the morning. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. We're, and yeah. it works totally in our, our direction too, ladies, you know, like we, our egos pop out. Right. But to be able to, I finally realized that spirit knows me. God knows me better than I know me and definitely knows what I'm going to like 50 years from now. 30 years from now, 20 years from now. I can't anticipate that from my level of consciousness. So I said, God, you know me better than I know me. I'm not going to tell you what I want. You already know. You know what I want that even I don't know I want 20 years from now, right? Because that might, you're going to keep changing as a man. So I said, look, you pick her, dude. I calling your bluff because I was I was a cigarette smoker at the time and I had this massive meditation and even Jesus came in my head. Oh, there he is again, you know. Whether it's a delusion or not, man, he was unconditional love and he was laying it down mm-hmm. and said, your, uh, your soulmate isn't a cigarette smoker. She hates cigarette smoke. And I was like, oh, shit. I call your bluff, bro. And I, and I read The Easy Way to Stop Smoking Cigarettes again. I stamped it out. And I said, fine. I call your bluff. Bring her on, homie. I don't, you know, I'm calling you out now. Right now, Jesus. Go ahead, bring it. And a week and a half later... This girl who had just been been my homie was you remember you get those full body hugs and then you could feel like the belly starts belly breathing on you and you start going like oh wait a minute that's different than a the the pat 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 hug you get from the you know the heart up you know when I'm trying to touch the boobs mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. melting into my front and just breathing deep and I'm like oh that's different but I promise not to make a move on her so I'm still not gonna so I had in my own mind still not gonna try still not gonna make a move you know. This is all, I'm deluding myself. I've been in the friend zone for two years. I'm surprised she's not asking me to help her move. All that kind of shit, right? 
<laughs> so, <laughs> would you just cuddle with me? It's really hot. And I just stay on your side of the bed, but I don't want to be alone. Uh, yeah, fine. You know, I didn't do that kind of punk shit, by the way, people. Um, but she, you know, kept inviting me over for dinner. And I was just like, okay, okay. you know, like, oh, shit. And I did a pendulum. You know, like the old pendulum work where you put it over a piece of paper and you're like, ask a question, yeah. people, and your crystal flies off the page in a certain direction. Yes, no, or a particular person. And there was like four persons. And she was one of those four people that I was a friend with a girl. And I was just like, I'm ready for my soulmate. You know, I'll just throw her in the mix. Mm-hmm. And my pendulum flew off the page toward her. And I was like, nah. So I wasn't even trusting the information my subconscious mm-hmm. mind spirit was giving me. Mm-hmm. But I said, you pick her, dude. And she came and it was just like magic. Two weeks later, we both had like a vision of like us at 80 years old, you know, so it was already hinting at marriage. And I was just like, I saw you, you know, we were being intimate and we were like, oh, but damn, we look good. And we had gray hair and da, da, da. I was like, <laughs> wow. And I realized like, dang. And I'm talking about energy healing and like stuff as far as like ascended masters and like really crazy esoteric stuff. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I think all that's real. It's like, What? You know, like you're just like, oh my God, and I'm going to get to evolve with this lady. So like when I put it in spirit's hands, instead of telling them what I wanted, I just wanted the perfect one. That's when she stepped forward. That's when she stepped forward. And it only happens when you're ready for that level. Otherwise, you, you can think a lot of Kim Kardashians into your reality. God knows, ladies, if you're listening, Michael Greenberg's that dude. He's a good looking cat, like looks like John Stamos, but younger. And yeah, he's that guy. Just, you know, if he's on Instagram, you should find him. Anyways, I'm saying like, if you want to pull like physical experience, like having intimacy experiences, people can manifest that and do regularly and frequently. It might come with a, a downside of that laundry list. It might come with some some things that yeah. come back because the the motivation is solely intimacy and not relationship. But you can you can manifest a bunch of Kim Kardashians. You really can. Well, and so if you hold that in your mind long enough, yeah, that's the whole point. That's just one piece of the equation that I would say to someone that was like, I want to manifest Kim Kardashian's, but I'm going to go do ayahuasca in order to try to make it, you know, try to get insight on how to make it happen. I would be like, well, there's more really important parts that are affecting your life that are creating depression, creating sadness and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then not getting, you know, because you can get what you want and you'll still feel those things. And I think it's, and I was talking to someone uh, recently about this, a, a customer, and, um, and they were talking about anxiety and they're on depression medication. I said, you know, they, everyone got tricked into that. Everyone got tricked into taking mood altering drugs about 20 years ago, purple pill this. And they got tricked into thinking like, by, by doing this, now my anxiety will go away. And I said, no, you're just drugging yourself and it's suppressing whatever the subconscious thing that's causing that in the first place. Yoga can cure it. If you can get into a yoga class and learn to breathe deep, it's hard to be anxious and do that. But it's, I, I, there's, there's more fundamental things that are affecting. I was like, dude, we're on planet earth. Okay. (laughs) The reason we all have, all of us have anxiety and all of us are sad is because Uh we're going to lose everybody. Uh Everybody. Everything, every person that we know and love dead. And you just know that over time. The anxiety part is I don't want to be homeless and eating out of a dumpster. So I got to maintain this survival mode because I don't want to end up being on the streets. I don't want to lose everything. 
And everybody in the back of their mind, even multimillionaires, have that over their head. Except in theirs, it's, I don't have as much money as Bill does. Um, But all of us have anxiety and depression. (laughs) It's a fundamental aspect of the ego's programming that we get assaulted with on a daily basis. Every single person. And I feel bad for folks that have to take the pharmaceuticals for that because it's like they're not addressing the cause. The cause is the ego. Meditation can get rid of that. If you know how to do it right, if you're taught how to do it right, mm-hmm. um, drugs will make that harder. Like in Japan, like if you, their mental health system, they don't drug their like mental health patients, even if they have schizophrenia, but they can cure people. Like they leave them alone in a room and then give them love and wait for them to have a mental catharsis. And it literally just snaps and they go, I'm ready for, I'm ready for um, counseling now. And they, and they come out. There's the ego's able to see itself and dissolve. But you can't do that when you introduce drugs. So that's why I'm very, very particular about biochemistry now when it comes to that. Yeah. But uh, I was like, yeah, we're all depressed and all anxious. That's why people find the spiritual path. Because the underlying current, the problem is we're disconnected from spirit. We're disconnected from God. That is the source of our happiness, well-being, wealth, love, health. And we we look for everything outside here. Yeah. And that's the fundamental that problem, I think. That Japanese example. I mean, there, there's so much you just said. I know, I'm um, blabbering. And I should mention it's, it's, it's about 10, 15 where I've... <laughs> We should probably. Oh yeah, yeah. If you got to go, buddy, I don't want to like hold no, you no, up no. at all. I just want to give you sort of the fifteen-minute warning kind of thing. So oh, okay. Not, uh, sure, sure. Just jumping out. Oh, that's okay. Um, but no, this is such a good like. You know some things, Joshua. Holy cow! I've come across like, some stuff. But here's, I, I've got so many. <laughs> we'll have to do another I, conversation. I, I, I don't know where right? I, I'm gonna go. I mean, the, look, the, that Japanese example of yeah. um, just like put the drugs aside, dude. And let's, let's do some hugging and let's do some connecting. Yeah. It's pretty beautiful. Um, I mean, others. So many. I know I went over. And like how it's hard, like, but it's hard to, like, I know what I need. I know like, um, there are all these wonderful people in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's, I don't know, a friend talks about this idea of a mask and stuff, but there's just like, there's that awkwardness of, 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 the prevents authenticity to some degree, like yes. just explaining how, I don't know. It's our intellect, um, man. I mean, you just mentioned it. You yeah. just said it perfectly. The mask we wear in Greek persona or in Latin persona means mask. Literally yeah. our personality and the psychological construct yeah. and memory that we have carry around is our Voldemort mask. You know, yeah. <laughs> There's a Tom Riddle under there and we wear the mask of Voldemort to try to be able yeah. to survive and advance our interests yeah. and to get pleasure out of reality. But we realize long-term that mask starts to stick to your face, almost like Jim Carrey in the mask, right? And just, yeah. and, it, and that monster stays forward and the soul stays in the background. And we're the, actually just the soul, but we'll let the ego do whatever it wants to do. And it's usually incredibly self-destructive or destructive to the rest of the creation in some way. But if you could realize, oh, I'm not that mask, that's the first step in grabbing the dang thing and pushing it off your face and giving yourself room to like the authentic person inside. And that person- It's scary to take the mask off though. Like it is, yeah. Yeah, everyone wears one. And like, is this a mask? You know, is this my authentic stuff? Like, Mm -hmm. 
but when it in the moments where I feel like it's happened, yeah. um, yeah, it's pretty special. Freedom. Like, there's that feeling of oh yeah, I don't know rightness. Rightness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way, and that's why we all kind of join spiritual paths. Is like we once you're able to connect the dots that my mind's creating my reality. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, if I'm doing it, I can undo it. Now I just got to yeah. figure out the buttons and levers. And that's after I had my awakening experience, like it was, that was the prerogative. It wasn't like beg for forgiveness on your knees on the floor of a seminary, but, uh, yeah. in seminary, but they, it was about figure out how your mind does this. The power I gave you to create is your mind. We just all punching ourselves in the face or hitting our face in the, you know, with a frying pan and wondering why we, it's not working out well. So we just yeah. got to put down the frying pan, <laughs> step one. So we have like imagining what you want, which is great because most people's default is like, oh, this is all I'm going to get. And that's the ego in full blast, right? But you can be like, well, it could be good, you know? And that starts to work your way back up. You can visualize your way back. You can gratitude your way back, which is the totally easiest way to do it. Because if you're grateful, your mind just, its default is beautifulness. It makes you accept what hasn't gone well Talk about a U-turn. You already accept what is through thought and you're already headed toward what you want in the same swoop. Gratitude yeah, is that yeah, beautiful. Yeah, of course, if you're, if you're focused on what you're grateful for, yeah. you get more of it. Yeah. I beg people to do it. I was like, those are the two great techniques that Jesus laid down was ask for forgiveness, call on the law of forgiveness to burn away your karma. And even if you don't mean it, it still works. And say thank you. Just say thanks, even if you don't think there's like yeah. a, a, a central sun or a source. All of the Holy Spirit, all the Shekhinah is around you. All this Ruach, right? To use some terms you probably know. <laughs> you, you probably know more about Judaism than I do. Not at all. <laughs> I'm a total wannabe. You're already, well, you're already I know a few terms to wow my Hebrew yeah. friends, but like... <laughs> But no, that's, I mean, the spirit is always around us. We're, we're made of atoms. It's made of atoms. You know, like it's, this is just a big atom soup. But yeah. if you can get your mind that our instrument of creation to go along with what you want, as opposed to what you don't want, that's the whole yeah. ever fucking loving thing, man. And that's, and that's, I mean, you could simply like simplify it as visualize what you want. Be grateful. Watch your mouth, right? Four agreements. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Yep. <laughs> I have integrity with the word. I'm terrible at it. I practically have you know, a speech problem because I just, blah, blah, blah. It's an American thing probably. Compulsively stupid. Um, not that all Americans are compulsively <laughs> stupid. Shout out to my people. I love you. God bless America. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, being being kind. And I'd say like you, you culturally are in a space that like totally gives you that metaphysical advantage. We're so jealous of that down here. Like the, the outward kindness that Canadians I'll just, mostly have for people. I'll just say I, my perception of Americans from the outside is different than I think your perception from the inside, at least oh, okay. I'm sure. limited and, and inconsistent experience with people have been awfully kind to me. I, I would say, Oh good. Even I'm glad LA, they treated you well. Even in LA, which I am told is like the fakest place, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I found, but you have an open, great. kind, and authentic face. Whereas, they, like, oh, if we're coming that. in, you're not coming in with you. You're going, "Hi, I'm Canadian." We go, "Oh, we love you, people. We love Canadians because you're like so nice. You're so kind, uh, and like that's what well, we can learn from you all. You know, like the power of kindness, the power of respecting the person next to you. Uh, mm. It's fabulous. It's just fabulous. 
And, uh, but you could take those small things, like write down 10 things a day that you're grateful for. I had fresh mm-hmm. socks. I had a roof I over my like head. I love fresh socks. I love fresh socks. By the way, I forgot to ask, what's the, what's the temperature like right now in Ontario? Uh, no, you know what? It's actually, it's pretty nice right now. Yeah. Um, but pretty soon it gets pretty dark and oh pretty gosh. cold. And okay. I, but, but I'm going to be focused on, uh, on the light. All the, <laughs> the light. Exactly. exactly. Awesome, man. This well, was, I'm so happy Joshua, you could I come and talk to me. But, uh, I hope we talk again soon, man. You, you know, some things. Um, oh. and like, I got a lot out of this, like just in terms of particularly the, the manifestation and the, the thing that I was really, that I've been struggling with or, or thinking about a lot is, is that a plus right. And, and trusting right. that, that the universe knows what my actual a plus is and that, because yeah. I know, like, I know Kim Kardashian is not really what I want, right? Like some part okay. of me wants that and I'm using and maybe I want more than an A plus, but, and so right. being able to trust that, the, that I can just give that up to yeah. the universe. The universe like, knows the universe what knows your what A plus is. He knows what your A plus is. There's no objective A plus. That's the beauty of it. And when you become your A plus, that's especially through resonance. Yeah. Like it, it just happens organically and you go, Oh, and it's like, oh, and all of a sudden, like, we're living together. Wow, okay. Like, <laughs> and we're here. Let me ask you one more question. Please. And just on this, yeah. this manifestation, because uh-huh. I know for me, like, I feel like there are times when I'm provided with something that is probably what I want, mm-hmm. but I resist it like crazy. Like, I get this sort of gut feeling. I get this, this part of me that I think, you know, the universe is saying you want, I don't know oranges i'm like fuck that i want grapefruits you know like there's okay but but i just gotta like relax into the into the orange there's even when you get orange it's okay because it it's close to grapefruit all right maybe it's not even as far away as banana i should have said mangoes because mangoes are just terrible mango (laughs) we won't tell us that guru oranges and grapefruits you want you're like i'm getting i like you do you ask for uh, the fruit in the first place or is it just, it arrives in your reality and you go, I don't want yeah, that. Maybe I'm asking for fruit and there's a mango. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no man, like I'm not feeling like, you know, I'm You're not right. feeling, I'm not feeling mangoes. Okay. Um, but, but then there's this part of me is like the universe wants you to have some mangoes. Um, and I kind of resist mangoes. I'm like, right. ah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, you can ask for clarity. That's people don't realize like if you're missing an element and there's like something that's like, it's in the equation, it's the plus, it's the minus, it's the divide, it's the equals. You can be like, I need clarity or I would like wisdom around this. Am I supposed to have mango? Cause you're trying to tell me that, or are you trying to, you know, this is what my subconscious mind summoned and you're waiting for me to edit and perfect. You said, Nope, I want grapefruit. That doesn't mean you have yeah. to eat mango. Yeah. You know, you'd be like the universe gave you this. Sure, but it could have been your ego that was summoning that because it knows you don't like it and it just wants to fuck with you. So, <laughs> which is kind of one of its functions, right? It wants to just make you for no reason go, oh, and just kind of pull the energy down, right? Because that could be a pattern of it itself is I don't get what I ask for or I, what I get, I don't want. That's a whole nother thing you can work on with, with your internal dialogue, your law of attraction, your visualizing and your gratitude. I'm grateful something came to me 
And I'm grateful to now have the clarity and discernment to, to know, damn it, I want a grapefruit. Yeah. So that's, it's always a positive. It just depends on who's managing the microphone in your head. My takeaway on that is just ask for clarity. Yes. Ask for clarity. Ask for wisdom. Ask for whatever. That's, I mean, God is a wish factory in a way. And if you don't, it's like kitchen stadium. There's every single element. There's every single spice and food there. You can make a cayenne pepper pie if you want. But if you don't want cayenne pepper pie, you can go back and go grab the A5 Wagyu and make something delicious. <laughs> and you could just wow the judges with A5 Wagyu and throw black truffles on that bitch. And like, because that's how you win is you got to cheat by doing the Wagyu. You get always use bacon, always use the Wagyu, always use the friggin' truffles. And you go, oh, this is a successful dish. Oh my God. And you can, <laughs> this is, yes. Oh my God, I could eat nine plates of this. Like, yeah, all the ingredients are there. It's just people go, I don't know if I deserve truffle. I don't know yeah. if I'm allowed to be like, your dad owns Kitchen Stadium. Just go back there and grab it. And they're like, I don't know, am I allowed to? Am I good enough to be it? And that's the ego trying to prevent you from literally just walking to the freezer, taking it out and put it out. You're allowed to have anything. You just have to know how to align yourself with it. God already knows you want all that certain stuff. Knows exactly. Knows not only the Kim Kardashian that could be in your life, but if her sister Kylie would be better for you. You know, <laughs> or exactly. if her or if her friend that she clubs with, that's your soulmate. You go, oh, yeah. Or you just ask for what she looks like instead of going like, I want my soulmate. I don't care what she, you know, and I want. Yeah. All. And you don't, don't tell her anything. Tomato. No, it could be a tomato. Yeah. Tomatoes could are delicious. Be. Could be. That's what I mean. You see the, the head guy at Kitchen Stadium, he's got grabbing a bell peppering <clears throat> like it's the hottest <clears throat> that he ever put his teeth into. You know, I'm just like, okay, wow, that guy really loves yellow bell peppers. Holy shit. You know, but <laughs> that's it's different for every man. <laughs> you know, it's different for every woman. And But if we, can re, if we can respect the wisdom of the long view of our higher self, our soul is, has that top-down view. It knows the perfect one. It knows which one will rip your heart out. It knows which one will take half your paycheck. I mean, that's more of a Californian thing out here, but that's, a, but I mean, someone that you won't have to spend custody, like splitting a time like that, even yeah. though it's great at first, get the right one the first time. But the only way to do that is to trust the judges. Trust. It's almost like, and I'm, you know, I'm going to let you go in just a second, but you ever get omakase when you go to like a Japanese restaurant? It means the chef no. selects. I love that. When the chef picks for you. I love letting go of that decision. You see what I mean? That's, the yeah. entire spiritual path encapsulated. We are in the seat. The conscious mind is sitting in the seat of the, yeah. you, you are the receiver and experiencer of your asking. You ask your waiter who is the higher self, the higher mental body, the, the parental yeah. self, right? The higher parental yeah. self. That one is your soul. It takes your order literally. It doesn't understand sarcasm, nuance, anything. It just translates and writes it down. It goes, you got it, boss. 86, the tomatoes got it. And it, no, no, man, you wanted mangoes. You said mangoes. You'd be like, no, no, no. 86, the mangoes. Okay, great. Runs back to the kitchen. Kitchen stadiums back there. You can literally have anything. The chef owner is God, the I am. And he goes, okay, what was the order? What did, what did they mentally order? Uh, like Wagyu beef, uh, hold the mangoes. And, um, and we want, and, and, oh, they were smart enough to say, I'll let you pick. And he's all, oh, thank God. Thank me. Because I'm, I'm literally the father of the person sitting in that chair. So it's comped. It's free. Mm-hmm. You're part owner of the restaurant. You're part of this equation. And it just goes, okay, order up. And the people next to you could be ordering shit sandwiches. 
and being like, because that's how daddy told me that life is a shit sandwich. So I'm over here eating the result of my thoughts. And you go, oh my God, flip the menu over. You know, (laughs) that's what the spiritual path is. Flip the menu over and start asking for that lobster bisque. Start asking for the deliciousness of life because God's just going to produce it no matter what. And if you're smart enough to be like, I'm going to let God choose. He's going to introduce you to flavors you've never tasted. The spices, the animals, the fruits, fruits you never heard of. And you'd be like, oh my God, I'm absolutely in love with this. I wouldn't have even thought to ask for it. Mm-hmm. That's the importance of connecting with divinity is because it knows who you are more than you do. Mm-hmm. That's the way to cheat code the whole thing is to love everyone and everything or, or just be grateful if it's hard to summon love mm-hmm. and to only visualize what you want, not what you don't want. Yeah. You could break it down literally to that. And and that and that omakase that comes out. Oh my God, bro. It's so <laughs> Yeah, omakase is like that's that's a way I live my life now. I go, you pick God. Do I take the five freeway or do I take the eight oh five? Which one? And he goes, Okay. And I it just whatever my my intuition tells me to do. And it just works out. It works out yeah. without knowing it how it's gonna work out. And you don't exactly and you don't you don't resist, no. uh, I can't remember the names of the five. You were like, but there's traffic on the five or whatever. And I like, start to argue with it. Yeah, I do that. I do that. I'd be like, but you know, at this time of day, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, just go. Yeah. I'm the one that's controlling the traffic and I could see yeah. the traffic, what it's going to look like 20 minutes from now. And you go, fine, fine. I guess I'll get in a traffic jam. And you go in and whoosh, there's no cars on the road. Other side of the freeways, jam-packed with, with problems. And you're just whooshing through, and you, you right, there's no right why that would happen. Yeah, oh, there's no I've, story I've right? definitely felt like, how did that, yeah. And that's the grace. That's what they call grace. That's when I call it meeting up. So if you are Trust. constantly inquiring spiritually to whatever you think the source of creation, whatever you think the intermediary between those two, whether it's the soul, yeah. and focusing on that, that's your problem solver. That's your gift giver. And our job is to simply ask and receive and enjoy the crap out of God's ever unfolding perfections, confections, blessings. That's it. Anyway, man, I thank you so much for taking this time. It's super late where you're at. (laughs) I really enjoyed this. I learned so much. And, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be in San Diego before you're in Ottawa, but we'll do Dude, if you yeah, if you're ever in San Diego, please we gotta do like one live. It would be so lit, man. Usually yeah, it's a pretty awesome. long form, but well, this was great though. This was great. I, I thought this was Thank you so much for, for yeah. doing this, man. It's yeah, I really man, appreciate it, Mike. Happy to. You're the man. All right. All right. Well, I just wanna thank all of our listeners for tuning into this conversation. I'd like to thank Michael Greenberg for being an amazing guest and an amazing human being. Um is there anywhere people can reach you at or no? Uh, no is okay. <laughs> Don't reach me. Yeah, sorry. I should. I got to get my social media game or something. But, there um, you go. No. Uh, um, if, be, if they need to, if back. they want to reach me, they can reach me through you. How about that? Okay. And they will. Um, he will be back. This is going to be a fun opening conversation because yeah. this man is a right, mystic and he guy. knows his stuff. He you does. Thanks, Joshua. Yeah, I really loved it. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming on. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Peace. Have a great night. All right, everybody. That was the Mr. Woo Woo podcast with Michael Greenberg. I hope you all are are blessed. I hope you are living your best lives. 
And I hope the, the conversation was interesting to you. Um, I love you very much. And uh, if I can ever serve you personally in San Diego or you like a distance session, uh, you could just Google Joshua Ramey or you can look up www.loveenergetics.com. There's no space in between that word. <laughs> it's L-O-V-E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C-S.com. Love you all. Peace.